Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Calm Mind podcast. My name is Berkey Toby, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. True Green 7. And this is the first of two episode 16s you're going to see because next week's episode was filmed before this one. But there's a very special reason as to why we're putting this one ahead of that one. There's several special reasons, but first, I have a little bit of admin, which is to say thank you to today's sponsor, Ren. You will be able to learn more about them a little bit later on. And the two special reasons that this episode is coming before next week's uh, number one is, of course, that was a Pokemon trailer and we definitely want to talk about that in this episode and number two we're joined by a very special guest say hello hello it is me hi everybody I'm Zach now this is Lumio's trainer Zach if you don't know who Zach is for some reason he's actually now that I think of it probably the biggest Pokemon anime youtuber like Uh, is that uh, true because if you were the biggest I think you'd know say that but uh, number wise definitely pretty well known I think Maybe the biggest like English speaking Pokemon anime YouTuber. I know there's like others like in Spanish and there's Spanish channels and stuff like that where they're like in the 600,000, 700. Forget about it. Spanish isn't real. That's not a real anime. (laughs) We can't speak Spanish. What are you talking about? (laughs) You should should do a region from this. You should do double uh, content. You should like redub your uh, stuff in uh, Spanish and then I think who, who does that? Loxton did it a while ago. Loxton did have a, a second channel, a Spanish channel. But there's like a su- very successful YouTuber, I think, that does it. I don't know if it's Jacksepticeye or something, but like there are YouTubers that like they just get other people to dub their stuff in different languages and they're actually very successful. Did you imply Smosh that- did that. Who? Who? Smosh did that. Like they had like oh, a Spanish yeah. channel. They did that too. Yeah, but that was, that, I don't think that happens anymore. Really felt like you just implied that Loxton is not a very successful YouTube channel. <laughs> No, because you said he used to, so I think he... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't know. do it anymore. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> nah, Loxon sucks. Whoa! Um, I, wait, actually... So, wait, Lumi... Uh, so, Zach, where do you... Where, where are you from, actually? So, I am from the lovely city of New York. Yo! Not only do we represent. have our f- first American guest, uh, which is amazing. Second, also, like, New York. Okay, like, there's, like, what? Like, two people that live in... Like, two Pokédoopers that live in New York? Right now, I guess it's you and me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joey used to live the, uh, in Bronx. Are you, are you, are you Yeah, there? I'm a Bronx guy. I don't live in the Bronx anymore. I've recently moved out. But uh, cool. yeah, I was born and raised in the Bronx. That was really cool. I remember when he used to mention that in his videos. I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. That sucks because like, let's say, and I'm assuming that he moved out like when you were like relatively smaller and like you could have like connected with him now and definitely hung out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, from my point of view this is that scene in Civil War where Spider-Man and Captain America are like hey <laughs> hey <Exactly. laughs> um, yeah so I mean there are a lot of people in Long Island uh, but like Long Island, that's like, not New York it's, I mean, it it's sucks New York it's literally State. there it's literally there and you just it's but it's like such a hassle to go to Long Island <laughs> it's technically yeah. but it's technically the from where I live it's technically the same amount of time, I think. Nah, because when it's New York City, you just take the the, the, the public transit, you take the bus or the subway, uh, while if it's just outside, even if it's literally just a mile outside of New York City, now you have to take a car. It's inconvenient. To, it's like, <laughs> it's annoying. And you can't like, if anybody doesn't like realize that like in, in like a major city or like any big city, you can't really like Uber. It costs like a hundred dollars just to go to a different like borough. Uh, like in London, Toby, do you know if like Ubering is a thing? 
Yeah, Ubering is like the thing in London. That if you're Uber not getting exists? the tube, you get the you get Uber. Yeah, Uber's everywhere in London. Like you don't take like a taxi or anything. Uh, no, there are like traditional taxis in in London, but Uber's kind of killed it all a little bit. Uber's wow. just super convenient. You just whip out your phone. I'm gonna go here. I know exactly how much it's gonna be before I get in the car. I think London taxis are famously like quite expensive, and it's almost like part of the culture of going to London is that you're you're having a British taxi. You know the whole Corvanite thing. It's like it's based mm. it's based on like london taxis and it's like yeah that's fine but i just i just want to get from a to b so uber's uber's great hmm okay because i've never i've actually never been in a taxi now that i think of it well, you can <laughs> you can do that if you would so wish when you come over well, but when i come over there's like this uh this uh, tube strike, right? Yeah. It's you're, so stupid. We got the London Underground and then we got a tube strike happening the weekend you're here. So, but it's fun because it's I, happening on dates when I think you're going to be pretty hauled up in the uh, the event anyway. But like, okay. It's, I mean, yeah. I, again, like I was like assuming that like there's just going to be a few hours where like the, the people who aren't from England are going to be like, let's go and see this, you know, famous place or something uh and just tour for like half a day or something uh especially like, i don't know you might well get uber split ubers it's super super cheap can i can i ask i want to ask a new york question because i actually don't yeah. know this so you've got you've got rhode island no you've got long island what's rhode <laughs> island what is a rhode island is that another rhode state? island is a state it's a yeah. separate state but it's like near new york or no technically it's closer than texas <laughs> <laughs> right okay but that's not Okay. No, now I know. I know what. Okay. I would I'm literally love the- to just give you a geography lesson. Not on the podcast. That would be boring, especially without any visual aid. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. For some reason, I like teaching geography and history. So <laughs> I wouldn't. I would enjoy doing that if you actually want to learn. I think uh, I would do a reasonably good job if you got a list of states, or if you pointed on a map and said, "What state is this, and where is it?" Like, I, I think I'd do a reasonably good job. I, I think I could get like. I don't know, 70, 80% of... Really? Of, yeah, 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 pretty easily. Would yeah. you get Rhode Island? No, apparently not. <laughs> Definitely. Rhode Island. Is Rhode, Island, uh, Rhode Island is an island, right? No, I don't no. think so, no. Then really? why is it called that? Well, for example, there's a lot of like... There's like Coney Island is technically not an island. That's like a place in Brooklyn that... It's just like a peninsula. So I think, yeah, I think Rhode Island is like a... Uh, almost a peninsula. It's like... I. I What's what's crazy that you don't realize is that a lot of the states, like the borders, are created from like nat like lakes, not lakes, but like rivers and mountains. So, mm-hmm. for example, like New Jersey, I just like literally found out after like you know being in New Jersey a billion times in the last you know my entire life that like the entire like west western border of New Jersey is basically a, a river. Right. Is it the west or the east? But I th- like I like sometimes you just don't realize that the borders are rivers and then they are actually like cut off from other states, because um, like in, on a map you just see a line that goes over the river that like hides the river. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I th- assume that's what it is in Rhode Island. But I don't know. Any I, viewers in Rhode Island? I, I have another know? America question, and I think I know the answer. So I'll ask the question. I'll tell you what I think the answer is, but I don't know that this is right because I only googled this like the other day and didn't get a clear answer. I always hear the phrase the tri-state area. And I don't know what the tri-state, tri-state area is. And my assumption is it's the point where three states kind of like cross over. Is that Based, the, yeah? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, the tri-state. But then that just makes sense. <laughs> oh, Imagine the, there was okay. like a three states that just like 
combined and became one big and then state. there's but there's one place in america that's not that's not the answer that's just uh, oh. hypothetical <laughs> imagine <laughs> there's one place in america where there's the four states that cross over and i've been there there where there's the there's like is it new mexico no it's texas arizona i assume there's more than utah one. there's no there's a, Oh, maybe not. I know I which know. one you're talking about. There's like, there's this one specific, like, there's a specific spot where you can stand in all four states at the same time yeah. or something like that. I yeah, don't know which jump. ones. Well, that's they that's, are, that's, but that's the quad state area, I guess. So that's not that special. Area. In Europe, you can. I mean, in most places, but specifically, let's say in Europe, you could be in multiple countries at the same time. <laughs> that's true. So that's even cooler. But um, so yeah, tri-state literally just any area that's just yeah. Can be accessed by three states, I guess, or just like you know, is near three states, like a point of, you know, a border the between border three point. states. Okay, that makes sense. But like, but like, I guess New York is the, probably the most famous tri-state area. I'm assuming. Like, what are the tri-states of New York? <laughs> Connecticut, New York, and Connecticut. New <laughs> well, well, yeah. like if if New York has a tri-state area, yeah, I think it's Connecticut. Connecticut um, and Jersey are like the yeah. closest states. Yeah, definitely. Um, but hey, what, what's your opinion on New on New York and New York City? <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> Do you like be, have been be, being raised there? Um, I mean, it has its good parts and its bad parts. To be fair, I'm someone who lives like in the Bronx, so that's like yeah. kind of not the best part of New York. But like, I used to live near uh, Yankee Stadium, oh. so I feel like if you're from the Bronx, that is probably the best area to live in because it's like the most, I guess, touristy place because oh, the Yankees play, obviously, they're like the, the baseball team with the most wins and everything. And whenever there's like a game, it's usually like the safest place to be because there's literally just cops everywhere. <laughs> and that's like, it's a big tourist place, a big tourist spot. So you're pretty safe. You're guaranteed nothing's going to happen there. But like, yeah. it's funny because like when the off season hits during the winter, nothing is going on. So then it also, then it starts to feel like a not so safe place. You know what I mean? But generally, like, I, I do like living uh, in uh, New York City, where I live now, uh, it's a bit more suburban area, so it's a different change of pace, but I like how calm it is because I spent 25 years of my life living in this big urban area with lots of people outside, loud music, you know, big city life and stuff like that. And uh, it's nice to be somewhere more calm, more chill. You know, I can actually see birds now and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> people go to walks in the neighborhood that I live in. It's pretty cool. What about like near, let's say, the botanical garden? Is that like a good place? I've never like walked around outside of that area. Oh, not, not the botanical garden. The, let's say the Bronx Zoo, too. Like, like, like okay. the, like. That seems like a nice area, but that's from when you're near the zoo. Yeah, when <laughs> like, you're near the zoo, it's fine. <laughs> but like, like if you anywhere like farther away you get from the zoo, then that's when it starts to get. Oh, you know, it's typical Bronx stuff. I mean, not oh, to say, okay. not to make it sound like all Bronx sounds bad. It's bad, you know. But it's like. It's not the most popular spot in New York City, you know what I mean? It's not Manhattan, and I wouldn't, I would even say, I used yeah. to say it's like, like, it's not even like Staten Island or like uh, Queens to some degree, you know? Exactly. What I mean? Like Bronx is also like, it seems like has like the biggest like disparity between like the the poorer areas and like the richer areas. Like it's just like I don't know if there's oh any in between there. God, there is like almost no in between. It's funny because <laughs> I remember when I was moving out. I was looking for like a night. I wanted to live in a nicer area because, you know, I've lived in the same. I literally lived in the same block for like my whole life, basically. I think the one time I moved, I was like 19 and it was literally just to the building right in front across the street. So it was Mm. like I wanted to go in a nicer area with different people, you know, just a different vibe. And it was like, what is the nicest place to live in the Bronx? And it's Riverdale. It's like in the in the what is it? The Northwest. It's literally like 
But when I, I love that neighborhood, it's really nice. But like you go there, it's completely different. It doesn't feel like it's the Bronx. It's just like a completely different area. It's, it's so crazy. And it's like, that's where usually like the rich people live. There's lots of nice houses and stuff like that. It's like, it's such a weird like segregation between like Riverdale, which is really nice. And then the Bronx, which is just, you know, just apartment buildings that, you know, typical New York type of life, you know? Exactly. I mean, technically, now I think of it, it's probably Manhattan has the biggest disparity, but everything, even like the rich people still live in like apartments, technically, but it's like, yeah. you don't realize that inside, it's like a mansion inside the apartment, <laughs> but the outside relatively looks the same. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It, and if anybody doesn't know, New York City is made of five boroughs. So it's like, and half of them are islands, basically, or like part of an island. But um, so like you have Manhattan, the most famous one, um, and technically the the smallest one. Like, like in terms of like square area, like uh, size. Yeah, it's pretty tiny compared to every other place. Um, and that's why it's so just fun. It's like it's so fun, like walking or like I was just like just tr- transporting around uh, Manhattan because like you can you can go through all throughout the entire Manhattan in like a few hours. Um, at least through like the subway. <laughs> but but um, <laughs> and then that, you know, so Manhattan's like the famous one. That's where everything that is famous is. Is then you have Brooklyn, uh, which is, I guess, like the most. Not the most populated, but like the most like normal. <laughs> not not in like like that's where people live. That's where people actually like live. But also, there's a lot of industry there. It's like the it's like a a mixture of like Manhattan and Queens, which is I, the biggest one and the most like also the most populated. Um, where also there is like there's, there's like a lot of like it, it looks like Brooklyn, which is a lot, a lot of apartment buildings, a lot of but then there's also a lot of like just normal houses and stuff. But it's a better transition than let's say like uh, Bronx, where it's like mostly like apartments but then all of a sudden you you go one block and it's like huge houses and yeah. like mansions which is weird and then you have staten island which is kind of separate it's from a little corner over there just doing its thing <laughs> yeah it's the most suburban it's like you you in staten island you feel like you're in new jersey uh but also like probably the least disparity although yeah like not a lot of like apartments most mostly like normal houses and then like uh there are like I, I'd say the other than Manhattan the richest people probably do live in Staten Island because there's like a whole neighborhood in Staten Island uh, where it's literally just like think of like where all like the Wall Street people live and all like the all the mob and all the all like the richest people that aren't <laughs> like I, <laughs> I there used to be the mob basically there it used to actually but uh, it's like that's the, where the mob watches over the city you know they're in their island and they look yeah. at the city that's where they you know supervise everything <laughs> yeah, Toby. What's your perception of New York City? Well, hang on, you said there were five boroughs. I heard four. Was that was New Jersey the other one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that out loud, Toby. Oh um, no, don't. Uh, we oh, don't count. So, we don't count New Jersey. We don't. Um, count Manhattan, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, Staten Island. Oh, that's five. Okay, so but hang yeah. on. Oh, and then New Jersey isn't one of them. It's like Jersey's oh. a different state. Got yeah. But like, there, there's a I there's see. a part of New Jersey that's called like West New York, but it's not part of New York. <laughs> it's New Jersey. Oh, uh, we have that. There's like London, and there's like Greater London, and there's places in Greater London, <laughs> or even Surrey that like to think that they're. When I was at uni, I was at uni in a place called Kingston, and it was like everyone was like, "Oh, we got a uni in London," and then you realize you're not. You're not, <laughs> you're no, not in London. No, there's no tube infrastructure here. You're not in London. It doesn't count. Um, I never like understood like cities that don't have like easy borders to distinguish like i think london okay what i I mean london's going to confuse you because there is no london there's the city of london (laughs) doesn't exist there's the city of london and there's greater london but there's no london there's like 
there's the, and the city of London is like a really small area. Like the area you're going to for worlds isn't part of the city of London. The city of London is tiny and it's in the really? like, it's in the heart but of it's like- the area that you would call London. But you're absolutely coming to London for this event. 100% yeah, but- no one would argue that you're not. Are you sure the Excel is not in London, London? Not in the city of London. The city of London oh, is tiny. Oh, the city of... Okay, got it, got it. But that's, okay, so that's he, what I'm saying. There's no, like, officially labeled area called London. There's just okay, the city but, of London, and then there's, like, Greater London, which stretches that's like, out. Yeah, but that's, like, New York City and Manhattan, which is technically New York. Right. Like... <laughs> like got ya. But, but, like, no. New York City is still the other boroughs, too. My understanding... And there might be a TikToker who did something on this that I saw, but the, my understanding is that the city of London is marked out by... There's a number of stations, like Old Gate, and there's a number of gates, and... The the gate yeah, stations, so cool. everything within that, that's the city of London. And then everything outside of that is just Greater London and it goes on and on and on into yeah. areas that you're like, how is this London? We also but then, have, for example, oh, go on. Buckingham, is Buckingham part of Greater London or City of London? What do you mean? But you mean like Buckingham Palace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, Buckingham Palace is not in the West. Yeah, it, it's very much in the centre. It's in the centre? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I guess, yeah, London is more... Western than I thought, like to the west. Um, yes. So everything just shifts to the west for me in my mind. But um, it's again, it, that's why it's so e- it's e- way easier. Let's say in New York City, where it's like everything has a defined border. Right. Uh, I th- when you were saying what I was making of it, I was just thinking about like the Spider-Man games on PlayStation, where there's like it's very like mm. hard ridges as to like this is this section, this is this section. I could probably guess where a couple of the I'm not going to. I could probably guess where a couple of the sections are. Yeah, it's I kind of want you to guess just to see what you have to say. Please do. I think Brooklyn is in the north, or the Bronx is. One of the B's is in the north. Manhattan's obviously in the very dead center. And then, but Staten Island is like, uh, is that in the south? Yeah. All right. Okay. Wait, is Staten Island in the Spider-Man video game? No, <laughs> I don't think so. But like, there's so many games that use Manhattan as a. I mean, that's probably why it's got such rigid. Not not to make sell games, but why games use it is because it's got such rigid and defined borders for areas. Because you got like, there's GTA. There was the GTA game. There's Prototype. There's all the different Spider-Man games. There are so many games open world that use just like a map of New York as like this is the location. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy to divide since like Manhattan, which is like the biggest and most popular part mm-hmm. of new york city it's like right in the center and all the border all the all the boroughs are like around it so it's like the way to reach the other places you have to cross a bridge and like in the games yeah. like for spe- specifically spider-man i've tried to like let me see if i could go to the bronx and when you go to the bridge that takes you there then like the game just cuts off it's like oh you can't go any further like, you can't cross <laughs> the bridge it's like oh man but you can kind of see it in the horizon you know like in the distance H- have you guys playing a game like found an area that you're like this is where i live and you're like this is like the closest that you've got to it kind of thing yeah so i mean i, th- I think i spoke about it on the podcast but like for example novema in in Un- in univa is literally where i was i grew up in brooklyn <laughs> so, so it's like cool. that's where it's based on um and then yeah so it's like, yeah that's why i mean it's one of the reasons i love univa so much but like univa is so cool for me uh and i assume yeah galler is really cool for you but oh, it's yeah. like but like univa is a city so it's like it, it, i mean it's, it's like you really can find different like neighborhoods and stuff while galler it's like there's you know one whole place is like multiple <laughs> cities even so it's yes. like uh 
so I, I feel bad for the Galarians, but um, not not nah. for actually specifically for the one town that I am closest to, which is um, the Turfield. It's pretty much based off of one town flat, yeah, and it's just because it's the area around Stonehenge, and it's like cool. That that there's no arguing that like it's just Stonehenge, and so it's and I, pretty good. Turfield was like the place I was like most excited to play before I played the game, like because like originally we thought like the borders were like like you could like just explore every place in the map when nah it's like yeah. it's more of a cor- <laughs> corridor um but it's still like so i'm i'm really looking forward to like going to the to real turf field uh i also like the music there is underrated too in my opinion um but yeah uh new york is pretty cool <laughs> so wait, For Zach, me, like unfortunately like i'm i'm thinking like Unova's awesome but there isn't a lot of representation for the bronx like you literally have like every hmm. other borough almost like represented True. in different ways like i think brooklyn they have like novella even have town new jersey and they, they even have new jersey bro new jersey ain't even part of new york but the bronx all we really have is the Unova league which like i guess the the aesthetic the way the shape looks on the outside is based off of the botanical gardens which i guess mm-hmm. is pretty cool because that's uh, yeah, near cool. where my girlfriend used to live well my wife now that's where she used to live uh-huh. and i remember visiting and driving through there and it was like, oh, that really does look like the Unova League. I guess that's all we got, huh? I guess we'll, we <laughs> you, take it, I guess. You got it's the cool, league. Though. You live at the Pokemon League. What I live at the Pokemon League. That's true. <laughs> that's that's true. But yeah, it's, it's crazy because originally I thought, like, let's say uh, Opelucid was Bronx, but it's more like Harlem. Yeah, uh, Although Harlem does kind of like, because I, I feel like that, like when we're talking about New York, that's where kind of like the transition happens where you go from like, you know, the financial district, which is like the big tall buildings. And then, you know, you have like Midtown with like Times Square. I feel like Harlem is where you get the transition to like the more, uh, I guess, regular apartment buildings. And like a lot of Bronx looks a lot like Harlem. That's where you get the transition. And like even the diversity, yeah. like between the people, that's where you get like the big mix of like the Hispanics and the uh, African-Americans and like. Just everybody, you know, as opposed to we're like busy Manhattan where it's just business people working in Wall Street and stuff that are all the way in the bottom, you know? Yeah, it's and like Unova does, I guess, like a good representation of that. Because uh, again, it's like it's, it is a very clear transition. Like it's very easy to tell where what one and like which one neighborhood begins and ends. Um, but so, Zach, where where is your family from? So my family, they're actually uh, from the Dominican Republic. So I am mm. Dominican. Uh, it, it's very interesting because it's like my my like Dominican Republic is very mixed so it's like obviously it's a Hispanic uh country but it's like they have like almost two different uh divisions if that makes sense they have like the Hispanics who are like they are from people who are uh like black people who like were who came to the island and stuff like that or like from Haiti and stuff like that or even like I think originally like when slaves were brought over and stuff like that they just ended up living there and whatnot and then you have like the Spanish side, like the pure Spanish side that comes from like Spain. Um, and they, they come like when they came down and stuff like that. And then eventually like, it just became like this big, like melting pot of like, uh, people. So it's, it's cool because when people look at me, most of the time they see like, Oh, you're a black guy. I mean, like, I guess, yeah, like I identify like I'm black. Um, but I'm also like Spanish. Cause like from my, my mother's side, I think my great, great grandfather came from Spain. But from my father's <laughs> side, my great grandfather came from, he was black and he came from uh, Nevis Island, which is like a smaller island in the Caribbean. He migrated, moved to the Dominican Republic. So it's like really cool. Like, I feel like I myself identify as like a cool mix of like both different types of like Dominican Spanish culture in a way. Yeah, always cool to have all these, uh, I guess, cultures that you can identify with and like maybe 
draw some inspiration from or just like i mean like for example i'm the food must be amazing <laughs> in your family oh, yeah, the food, if it's the food is bomb it's pretty good <laughs> um but like let's say growing up like when someone asks you like what are you like what would you say automatically would you say you'd say like dominican or yeah i'd say African dominican American? it's it's weird because i always say dominican right because it's 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 weird because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest right I, this doesn't uh represent all dominicans but there are like a group of them who are like you know they don't want to identify as black like i feel like dominicans aren't really clear-cut where it's like oh you're spanish or like you know you're like pure spanish from spain or like there's a lot who don't want to admit that they're like black so as a kid when people would be like oh you're black because you know obviously i'm dark skin and my father's darker than me it's like you look at us you'd assume we're black and technically we are but like i don't know maybe it's like how you're raised like the culture is like oh no you're yeah. you're spanish like you're not black like it's, it's also like you know it's like a hint of like racism that's that's been brought up from like generations and stuff it's like oh no you're not you're not black and i remember i used to get offended too when my uh my people would see my dad and be like oh your dad is black and i'm like he's not black he's dominican and whatnot <laughs> but i feel like as i got older especially when i was like in college because i feel like that's where i really got my first taste of like uh experiencing and meeting new people from different uh, lifestyles and different walks of life because i remember yeah middle school and high school they were literally like two blocks away from where i lived so i pretty much grew up around the same type of people in the same neighborhood but college is where i met people from literally everywhere and that's where it was like you know um people were like oh well you look kind of black or whatever and like oh, i'm like no i'm dominican and stuff like that but i feel like that's where i really started to go like hey you know actually i am kind of black like i i, I looked into my family history i'm like oh technically my great grandfather is black you know like i can't really it's something I've embraced and I'm really like uh, proud of actually, especially after the whole, uh, well, I don't know if this is a little, we're getting a little too deep to stuff, but like with the Black Lives Matter stuff that happened, um, I remember there was like a big movement where like, you know, Dominicans were embracing the fact that yes, we're black. Like our culture mm -hmm. doesn't want to embrace the fact that part of us are black, but it's like, we're a mix of a lot of things. And we share the island of uh, of Haiti, like the, the country of Dominican Republic shares Hispaniola with Haiti and Throughout the history, there's been, like, a lot of conflict and debate and racism towards, you know, we don't want to associate with them and whatnot. So I feel like it, I feel like what's really cool about what happened is just, you know, embracing who we are. You know, yes, we're like we're black, but we're also like Spanish. It's just it's a really we're a cool mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I People, I guess, always like forget like the difference, I guess, between like just being black and being like African-American and then also all the just the different uh, mixed races that are within, let's say, you know, Hispanic countries and stuff like that. Um, so, it's, yeah, it must have been like a, like a turbulent time for you just trying to f figure out how you identify. And, I mean, it always is, it's whatever you want or what you, <laughs> how you grew up. Because even, even within your uh, culture, there's multiple, like, ways that you're, multiple, you know, different ways to be brought up and different mixes of, you know, African-American and, and uh, let's say, Dominican, for example. But, like, yeah. no, I, I get it. Uh, and I mean, it's cool. Definitely. They also that it's all, it's cool when you're trying to figure out sometimes too. It's like, oh, you're learning more about yourself, I guess. And well, I'm noticing now also, even though I think I noticed before, but like you, you technically have like more of like a, like a Hispanic accent, I guess, <laughs> like a slight Hispanic accent to, to your, uh, New York accent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like, notice it. That's another thing. Actually, it goes back to like the college stuff. I remember when I was in college, since that was like the first time, like, I would like my roommates, they were like all white, I think. Well, there was like two Italians and like uh 
but like they were they were mostly like you know brought up like in a white neighborhood and stuff like that and uh really great guys i love them but it was it was really funny how like they would be like oh man you have a really cool voice i'm like huh this was before i started my youtube channel as well this is like like you're right before i was like i never really heard that like college was the first time when people like actually noticed like my voice like oh you have a cool accent stuff like that i never would have considered myself having an accent because you know i just live with people and i grew up with people who literally looked and sounded like me so it's just like this is how i am but i guess to other people who aren't used to that it's like oh you know your voice is pretty distinct and stuff like that i was like oh thank you very much literally the first thing that i said when you came on this podcast is oh man your audio sounds great and your voice definitely (laughs) does carry through the microphone and this really nice sort of smooth and soothing way i think you're very well suited to to kind of content creation and presentation yeah it definitely works it works for like reviews and the kind of content that you do so (laughs) you found the perfect niche i find that really interesting and this is entirely coming from a place of like ignorance and not knowing enough i hadn't even really considered about like in terms of identifying as black in terms of a culture and not just the the color of your skin just the tone of your skin um that's just really really fascinating to me i was just sitting here and if i'm a bit quiet it's just because i'm like i just hadn't even really considered that or thought about that yeah Yeah. same i feel like i was like that for for a bit too and i and it it was this moment where i kind of like it hit me like I don't know if we ever like had to fill out forms or whatever like documents, <laughs> and they ask you like, "Oh, what is, what is your race? Just white, Asian, black, and like I don't know something like Pacific or something. I don't know some other yeah thing. Pacific Island." And I'm I'm like, what? Huh? Like I'm always like growing up, I was like, "Oh, I'm you know Hispanic," but there isn't like when you technically that's like an ethnicity, but it's there's no like mm. when, like when it's racist, it's just like technically four races, and I'm like. <laughs> Four races, I would always man. leave. I would, yeah, it, it, which is kind of like I feel like that's kind of like a very a simplistic way to look at the world. Yeah. Four races, yeah, but it's yeah. like I would always leave that blank. And I feel like, li- like as of late, the past couple of years, where I really, you know, started embracing, you know, I am black. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's not. A, it's not a big Dude. deal. Like, but yeah, it is kind of funny how the world kind of sees it. Very the- no pun intended. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why black black and white makes so much sense. Uh, Univa makes sense in black and white, but also, I I definitely had the same a similar experience, like especially with like you know filling out forms, but like like because like I grew up also like in within like around let's say the same neighborhood and go, going to school with like the same people. I mean, I went to like a Jewish private school, so like the entire school is just Jewish and like I say mostly like. Our, like say 70% like European Jews so they're all white while like also for example so I'm Middle Eastern Jew I'm also a Sephardic Jew so like my like my great 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 let's say grandparents came from Spain actually um and yeah it's so it took me a while to even realize that, <laughs> that I am like um like Middle Eastern <laughs> and it uh, maybe I started like identifying that as that like uh in college because like again like even in like in middle school like all, like all my food was Middle Eastern. My parents, like you know, speaking like my both my parents know Arabic. Both my grandparents speak Arabic. Both my set of grandparents speak Arabic, and like and like I was always like let's say teased, like not like bullied or anything, but teased for being let's say Middle Eastern. And especially in the early two thousands, there's a lot of like uh, people are teasing Middle Eastern people, <laughs> or even worse, uh, unfortunately. But uh, so it's like I never felt white, even though I associated myself as with white people because that's just who I was around. Uh, but then, you know, when you go home, I, my home is not white culture at all. <laughs> and then even more, Jewish culture is not white culture at all either. So it's like uh, it's completely separate. Um, so it's like there's no Jewish option 
on the on the when you're filling out your ethnicity, even though Jew, Jew, Jewish is a race. I mean, is is an ethnicity. It's not a race, but Middle Eastern is definitely you know an ethnicity. But there's rarely ever Middle Eastern either. So it's like I always just check other, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, it's weird that it is weird that I think of it that there isn't a lot of there isn't any Middle Eastern or like I rarely see like Asian option either. Even though like you know. This isn't first New York City, but also America. There's a there's every ethnicity, so it's like we have yeah, everything. Four, we literally have everything. So I don't the the four four options is always weird to me. Now I think of it. Hmm. Um. So normally around this time we would generate a Pokemon, but right now let's generate an ad. Hey Ron, you know how ridiculously hot it's been lately. Toby, I'm literally very wet right now. Like, my underwear, my back. I'm tired of this, honestly. You're dripping. I feel that. I think we've, we've passed the point where weather like this is like, oh, this is fun. This is a good thing. I like. I don't know about you. I find it so much harder to work in temperatures like this, which is why I'm saying a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Ren. Ren is a startup that's making it easy for everyone to make a meaningful difference in the climate crisis. And by visiting ren.co slash com and answering a few questions about your lifestyle, you can calculate your carbon footprint and then offset it with a monthly subscription that supports awesome climate projects that plants trees, protects rainforests, and remove carbon dioxide from the sky. I didn't even know that was possible. Setting up to Ren is an easy way to start doing something about the climate crisis. And I know for a lot of people, the climate crisis can feel like an incredibly overwhelming thing. How can I ever make a difference and save the world? Ron, how am I ever going to save the world? Wait, you've got a suggestion? I literally said nothing, Toby. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had a suggestion. Well, maybe the suggestion is to sign up to Ren. Because don't worry, the pressure isn't all on you. The questionnaire is quick and easy and should give you a really good feel for the impact you're having. And you know, Tobert, once you sign up to make a monthly con- contribution to offset your carbon footprint, you receive monthly updates from the tree planting, rainforest protection, and carbon removal projects you supported. You get to see the trees you planted and what your money is spent on. And as it happens, Roberto, what's more is when you sign <laughs> it's up. Not even my name. <laughs> Topa isn't mine. <laughs> but look, what's more is when you sign up to ren.co forward slash calm. That W-R-E-N.co forward slash calm, Ren will plant 10 extra trees in your name. That's not just true green seven, that's true green ten. That's ten times more than they would have had without you signing up. So you can see how you can begin to make a difference today. So sign up to Ren co forward slash calm today to find out your carbon footprint and what you can do about it links in the youtube description also coming straight from true green seven and tree t- bird treeper toby bird t- bird to- bird keeper tree treebert if there's one thing you need to remember it's that no single person can solve the climate crisis but we can all make a difference and thank you to ren for sponsoring this podcast that was a nice ad. <laughs> Hopefully we get, uh, we generate a Pokemon that is very environmentally friendly. You know what's an environmentally friendly Pokemon? Sceptile. <laughs> but we're not going to get Sceptile. Uh, yeah. What we get, well, we, you never know. It's it's random. So if anybody doesn't know, if you're new to the podcast, maybe you came from the the Champion League podcast. Hey, nice plug. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, which is weird that we didn't say that. Like another big reason that he's here is also just the fact that I mean we get, technically have like rival podcasts. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say rival podcasts. I'd They're say, very different know. podcasts. No, we're in a um, totally different league. We're, this is yeah. like this is like I, I in my head I see this as like therapy the podcast. You guys are just having a chill time, just True, talking. Yeah. We're learning. You know, we're talking. You know, it's calm mind. 
Champion League is something different. We 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 yell at each other. We 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 get mad at our opinions, and at the end of the day, it's a good time. Yeah, we're gonna find a week where we're particularly riled up to uh, to jump on and join you guys on the Champion League podcast. Which, by the way, of course, is second ad of the day. Uh, links are in the top of the YouTube description. So please, if you're listening to our podcast and you like listening to us talk about a little bit about our life, a little bit about Pokemon, then you're also gonna enjoy the Champion League podcast where you can uh, hear Zach and the guy talking about the Pokemon anime. It's time to generate a Pokemon. What the hell is this? What do we get? We got a, sw- we got a swool bat. <laughs> oh, man. Hang on. No, look, 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 look. We pr- said one in every 10 episodes we can re-roll. Oh, but there's no point because we're going to talk about the new Pokemon stuff in a bit and we're going to have new good Pokemon on the thumbnail anyway. In the thumbnail. Let's, okay. Look at this. Let's wing it. Haha. And talk about swool bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a cool swool bat, swool bat thing to mention. This cool. actually kind of ties into what we were talking about before. So, Swoobat's pretty cool to me now. I didn't, it's a Pokemon I didn't care for, but here's another plug. It's a Pokemon I gave a regional variant to in my Pokemon region that I'm working on. That's based mm. on the Dominican Republic. Boom. There we go. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> it is a fire I and mean, psychic type. That's what I did. Fire and psychic. So, it doesn't fly? Oh, it flies with psychic powers. Yeah. I okay, mean, it has yeah, wings it's still. Always, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's funny, um, but like, yeah, Swoobat actually has like a really cool concept. But it's like, like heart nose bat, heart stamp is a cool idea. I also like the design, like the the stylized ears with like they're both attached to each other. It's cool, um, and also just the inspiration. I guess the Honduras white bat is could be an inspiration. Have you ever seen a Honduras white bat, Toby? Nope. It's the cutest bat in the world. I'll, I'll, so I'll have a little look. I'll have a little look. Everybody, check it out right now. Same if here. you're in your car, don't check it out though. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, bats are underratedly cute. I went to the the zoo like uh, a, a year ago, and they're the cutest thing in the world. Oh, that like, is they're... adorable. That's adorable. You're right. Bats are so cute when they're behind a cage, or I mean. <laughs> I mean, wait, I, wait, I, would, wait. I would prefer them being wild, but if they, let's say, need to be taken care of. I mean, most, most, well, people don't realize that most zoos, at least in America, the ones that have, are certified, definitely the ones in New York City, those are like, all the animals there are there for a good reason and they're being taken care of for various reasons, whether or not, whether they can't, they literally can't go to the wild, let's say, you know, they're injured or something, or they're just, uh, they're there for educational purposes and they're being very, you know, well taken care of. Zoos are fine. Most of the time, at least in Western countries, I under I definitely zoos in like uh, some other country. I don't know. It's not America, so there's no American. I know that the American certification of uh, zoos is uh, is uh, very well respected by like conservationists and like you know people who like animals. So like you can trust a lot of zoos, and you might as well might as well go to a zoo. If <laughs> might as well go to a zoo if it's uh, if you can you can like literally Google and see if it's uh, if it's trusted by. Uh, conservationists and if it is it's you're actually doing a good thing by like you know paying paying to go to the zoo because the zoo actually does you know good things for animals I don't know why I was passionate about that. I just got a lot of. You like, got very defensive about <laughs> zoos for a moment. There. I got really defensive. You're like, I, I, you're like <laughs> listeners. They're gonna, they're gonna. If I support zoos, they're gonna hate me. But it's, it's fine. We did school good. No, because it's like, it's like there are a lot of people in the comment section. Whenever I see like an animal video or whatever, especially one that's happened that isn't a zoo, they're like. Wow, like it sucks that this animal's behind like a, a cage or whatever, like you know, behind something. But it's you know, a lot, especially if it's America, a lot of times it's not. This is a good reason, and it's actually doing fine there. <laughs> and people in the comments are telling you know, telling saying that. But uh, they take care of them, guys. They don't just shove them in cages and don't feed them. Like, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not like a circus where like they're there for like entertainment or anything. 
<laughs> they're not doing any there's no shows um in most uh zoos and i mean even the, the ones that have shows like sea lions they're like technically like the most free <laughs> if you think about it but um uh yeah i don't know why 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 am i so uncomfortable when i'm talking about zoos like why do i feel like i'm gonna get like backlash because people it? love animals it's i guess because of that sentence you said you were like i love bats when they're behind cages wait now you have this <laughs> whole campaign to try to like you know redeem yourself Def- and not cancel defend- yourself. Okay, yeah, You're in yeah, defense yeah. mode right now. <laughs> no, but like people who like animals probably already like people who really do their research about animals probably already know this. So I don't have to defend myself against that. But nah, bats bats are cute. That was my point. <laughs> Whether or not they're behind bars, I mean, but like, but like, if you had a bat like flying, <laughs> flying if you had a bat flying around in your room, you're not gonna be happy about it. So it should be fine if it's in a zoo for you. I think if we just don't jump in, you'll keep going. <laughs> That's right. I literally just had therapy last yesterday, and we talked about this two therapy sessions ago. What, bats where... in cages? You like specifically said, I got a problem with bats, I want them in cages, and then your therapist was like, That's messed up, Ron. That's why you come to see me. <laughs> it's where if there's an awkward pause, I will... Because of my this, this social anxiety, I guess, where now I feel like there's an awkward pause. I'm just going to either ramble without even thinking because I can't because in my mind right now, it's like, oh, snap, there's an awkward pause. I have to fill it in with some talk. And because I'm thinking that I'm not actually thinking of what I'm actually needing to say. So yeah. I'm just rambling. Just I'm just let rambling. Just hang, bro. Just let you, it chill. You, you, said this, you said this about like a, a, many, a, many podcasts ago. You said this about like you'll end up then saying something that you don't even believe. You'll just end exactly. up just like. <laughs> we did talk about this. Hey, let's let's just do all in together right now. We're going to breathe in. I'm going to enjoy a nice pause together. If you're listening, you can do that as well. Breathe in. You didn't say breathe out. I'm holding it in still, bro. You can breathe out. You can breathe out. You should breathe out. You should have breathed out already. Okay, that was nice. That was good. I do a little. Um, I did a, a little uh, kind of meditation session um, the other morning where I was like, because we had the the new Pokemon trailer coming out, and I was like, okay, I know what the, the trailer comes out to. It's gonna. My life is about to get very hectic. I should just spend like a little bit of time focusing on my breathing and just like just spend two minutes to just like try and be present in the moment, calm down and chill out. And it really took me back to school to like when we would do stage shows and stuff in drama. And he'd be like, my, our drama teacher would be like, look, just spend some time, just count down from like 120, breathe, think about your lines, that kind of thing. And it's like, it's like getting prepped for the game where I'm like, okay, and now I'm gonna go begin the live stream. Hello, Pokemon Masters, welcome to the trailer. And and then we were off and like it's like, it's the show. It's crazy. Cause like for me, when I, beginning a live stream triggers my IBS so it makes me need to go to the bathroom because I'm nervous because I'm like because you you don't know if you haven't streamed you don't know the nerves that you have before you start streaming yeah because like anything could happen you can have technical difficulties like everything could be going good and then literally you start you press the start streaming button and you realize that you know the audio is not good or like something's bad and you're just panicking because now you have hundreds of people watching you I mean if you are if you're yeah uh, popular streamer if you're, <laughs> like, if you're like cool but, like us <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not even a po- it's more just because i have subscribers so like people are gonna watch but if i was on twitch i would have like five people watching yeah. but, but uh but which is it's actually probably good practice <laughs> it's probably good practice uh to actually start with a very like literally zero zero audience and then build up, build up instead of all of a sudden uh go into hundreds uh of viewers like me because you don't get used to the 
to having pe- <laughs> hundreds of people watch you. Um, do, and having you hundreds guys, of people ask, what's your favorite Pokemon? Yeah. Dude, then, like, they, like, they don't look at your banner that literally has your favorite Pokemon on it. <laughs> do, do you guys have any, like, pre-show, pre-recording, pre-going live rituals that you like to you partake in? Well, I make sure everything on my desk is where it should be, like my drink and everything like that. I have to set up the music. Music is a big part of my streams. I literally, whenever I'm streaming, I'm every 30 minutes I'm asking, hey, how do you like the music? Maybe I'm head bopping silently for like a minute and telling everybody, hey guys, listen to this specific remix. So yeah, the setting of the music is a big deal. But no, nothing rit- nothing ritualistic or sp- spiritual. No meditating. <laughs> <laughs> You're not taken to another plane of existence before you can mentally prepare yourself for the for the stream or recording session. <laughs> not yet. That is that is the trick. That's what I hear everybody does. All the <laughs> successful streamers. That's why they're successful. It's because they have a third eye. So I've been like uh, streaming recently. It's something new I've been tackling and something i've been wanting to do for a long time and i'll tell you i'm fine until like i want to say half an hour before the stream and i like i make the tweet hey guys i'm about to stream and then after as soon as i send that i'm like oh god i'm about to stream you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I like the nerves come in and i don't know why but it's just like kind of like what you said you're putting yourself out there in front of a bunch of people and it's funny because literally yesterday i usually stream on twitch but yesterday was the first time i was like let me stream on my youtube channel because like i was doing the reaction to the new pokemon stuff and i was mm-hmm. like instead of just you know cutting it up making a video might as well just make it a live stream and then it's already there you know yeah um and i i it's funny because i literally started out the video by doing a like pre-recorded intro so that i can cut it in post in the youtube editor and it could just cut straight to the reaction and i'm like all right it's gonna be perfect i'm gonna have the intro set up it's gonna fade to black then it's gonna fade in and i'm actually gonna start speaking and everything and then everything was running smoothly and then the moment the intro cuts out it fades out it goes in i'm like <laughs> you guys can't see me because like I, i'm i'm like <laughs> i'm miming because i was on mute so i had the perfect intro and i was gonna oh. go hey everybody and then all of a sudden, I'm on mute. I'm like, hey, everybody. But I'm like, you can't hear me. And I'm like, oh, wait, one second. And I was like, oh, God, I dropped the ball. And I hated myself for like. That, that yeah. throws you <laughs> off so bad. People don't realize when you're streaming and you have tech issues. Oh, wow. That can just like knock your mental confidence about what you're supposed to be doing. Just like that. And, and, it kills I think the flow. When, you, when you've got like, as well, like when you're streaming and you're doing it in a you know good setup, you've got your camera, the cables attached to your camera, ba- the dummy battery, you've got your 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 XLR mixer perhaps, or you've got your mic, you've got your mic eyes, everything, you know, you've got all your various apps are open, a streamer bot working, a stream lab's working, a stream elements working, you've got OBS, is all the settings correct? Are we on the right stream key? Are we other? And anything can go wrong for any reason at any time just because technology likes to do that. And it's so stressful when you're sitting there like, what's gone wrong and, and why? And you're, you're just like live, just kind of sweating like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's my oh big my swear. My, my big swearing incident in uh, in the world of uh, content creation. And I don't Which swear is often. crazy. Was just swearing at technology while live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Toby swears more than me. Like, how often do you swear, Zach? Oh, man, I am holding it in, guys. I'm trying yeah, to keep is it, it like keep it very well behaved. People just Thank you. naturally swear all the time. Yeah. It's very hard to be like a wholesome PokeTuber. But I'm I'm trying uh, to work on that. I'm trying not to do it as much, but, you know, it just, just kind of happens. Like, for me, I just, I mean, I swear as much as the normal person, but, like, I already got used to just not, I'm not proud of my ability to control it, but, like, the ability to just control things in your life is just something that I, I... Mm. 
it's like a philosophy that I adhere to, whether it be like just trying not to be over gluttonous with food or something like that, or like this, like just trying, being able to control your swearing. So like you don't like swear in front of like an authority figure or something, something you know, a time that you can't. Is it's a good it's a good thing to like actually try to do. I'm not saying that it's bad to swear or anything, but it's just like it's just a cool thing to be able to control. Because I know a lot of people who just like get in trouble in terms of like. Obviously, even when they're still adults, where it's like all of a sudden you're not you're swearing in a live stream when you're not supposed to, or you're swearing you know at work when you're not supposed to, or you're you're you know in a job interview or something like that. It's like it's just it's it's just cooler when you have some kind of control, uh, even though and when you want to swear, you swear. Like it's, it's the whole point is to control basically, yeah. I mean, not I, not yeah. to swear. I, I've uh, got a yeah. pretty good like I've I've got it down where like. 99% of the time, if I am, you know, live or if I'm recording or if I'm like, you know, at a, I don't know, a, a, a funeral or a wedding or somewhere very officious or perhaps meeting business contacts, you know, I'm pretty good at the not like just, it, I don't have to control it. It's subconscious. I just switch into that mode. And then when I'm being more casual, I'm just hanging out with friends like we were before the stream, I'll just swear and it's fine. It's whatever. Um, what I find the exception is, is if I am playing like a game, if I'm playing like Halo and I'm like on multiplayer, if we're on live stream, the chances of me accidentally swear swearing just went up like a lot. And I just, I don't even think about it while I'm doing it. And then I'll think, oh, I can't say that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> You kind of catch you, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's an actual like personal pet peeve that I have on my channel is... So I'm known, I mean, I don't swear in my videos, right? But I'll definitely say like, damn and badass or whatever. Oh, people who think, who, who are like, that's a swear. Peop, people are like, hey, Ron, you're not allowed to say damn. You're, you're, for like, for religious reasons, they'll be, they'll like tell me off and be like, yeah. hey, you're not, you're not allowed to say, or like, I'm not, like, try to impose their, their uh, for any rule reason, set. try to impose their rule set on yeah. you, especially when I'm already family friendly is the most annoying thing. And it's it's even more annoying when it is for religious reasons because like I'm I'm not Christians and it's almost always it's a Christian person being like you're not allowed to say damn, let's say. Yeah. So and it's like it's like I literally did not grow up in this uh, culture. You can't tell me I can't say damn. Can't tell and also yeah. badass is badass is a is a very New York thing too, I guess, or just anything ass. Badass. <laughs> yeah, badass is fine. Damn, darn, like I mean, darn isn't even a thing. Darn it, oh, that's not darn. even a thing. Oh, darn. darn! Can't say that on the podcast. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I get that when you work really hard and you're like, hang on, I accommodate to 99% of people here, but there's like one person in your audience who's like. You can't say that. I'm like, no word, please. You can leave. <laughs> That's my. There's feeling. always yeah, that one me. person that shows up, and it's like, why did you say that? And for me, at least, whenever that happens to me, I always just write it off as like, you know, it's probably just like a little kid or something like that. Like it's I would always say, it can't be an adult. <laughs> like I'm reviewing an episode, I'm like, oh, or like this part of the episode was shit or whatever, and it's like, mm. oh, Zach, why are you swearing in your videos? I'm like, goodbye, man. Just, I, I just <laughs> simple. I just remove comments. I have no but, problem with removing comments. I don't. Yeah. Like. The, the, what I find funny is like, so like obviously we've got worlds coming up. There's going to be members of like the Pokemon team there, for example. And I'm mm. going to get to meet them and say hello. And I will switch into that mode of like, well, you know, I swear in front of friends, but I don't swear in front of you. You know, I'm smart and I dress up well and I, I do, you know, I'm very officious at this event, right? Um, but realistically, like if I did swear, it would make me so much more human to them that they probably want to work more together. And actually, if, if someone were like, what, my, what's your language, young man? I'd, be like do one what are you talking about <laughs> i i bet you like the representatives from like 
like uh, the Pokemon Company International or whatever, they definitely probably swear more They're than super you, cool. even in front yeah. of you. Um, but yeah, I I mean, Zach, how how religious was your family? So for my family, it, it's it's interesting because uh, I guess my family, my mother and my father, they were both like Catholic, and yeah, my father so. still is, but my mom uh, really. Like she converted into like uh Christianity, Pentecostal specifically, oh, okay. uh, that denomination. So like that was around the age I was around age ten. She kind of like uh became that and then she kinda of raised me uh in that way and my siblings as well. So like I'm Christian as well. My father is is like Catholic, but it's like the type where it's like, you know, they don't culturally really go, Catholic. Yeah, culturally Catholic kind of. It's like he doesn't really go to church that much. It's just like he believes in God and whatnot, but like, you know, he's not mm. really religious. My mother is the more like, I guess, religious one. And, um, and I, I'm religious to some extent as well. Like, I don't know. It, it, it. It's a little weird. Like, I don't, I don't like saying religious because I don't know, just the way I was kind of brought up. Um, and the way like my, my church is, it's like it. to say someone's like religious. It's, it's sometimes it's taken as like in a negative way. Like people who take things too too seriously like almost mm-hmm. in a negative way yeah. they take a religion so that's why i like religious it's like, sp- spiritual uh, i don't know but sp- exactly it's crazy because yeah. a religious like christian is definitely different than like a religious jew because like a relig- when i'm around jews and you know, if i say i'm religious that means like orthodox <laughs> like that means i i do all the rules because like there's way more rules in judaism let's say than like christianity while religious christian just means like you go to church every sunday or something like that maybe, maybe you believe in god definitely probably or like you just it's not like a part of your everyday life like every second while religious Jew every I mean you pray, you'll have to pray three times a, a day if you're a religious Jew let's say while even though I, I'm not a religious Jew but I think about like Judaism like every, like every other day let's say while I don't know if you think about Christianity every other day so, so it's like uh, so that's why it's, it's weird like even just the term religious for like trans religion is even more complicated that's why I don't know what like religious Christian means sometimes <laughs> but like I don't know like even like what uh, you're Pentecostal you said yes what what is a defining like trait of a of that denomination like, so compared to, let's say, uh, I, I I've others. looked into it because I'm not really like I don't really look into too much like other religions I know like you know some big main stuff but I, I tried to really understand what was like the true I guess defining factor I guess one of the things is that um so Pentecostal Christians like we believe in uh, baptism through the Holy Spirit, which I guess not all Christians really believe in to some extent, you know, like it, it's very different. I, I, I'm not the guy to be answering all the, the pinpoint questions. I just know what I've been like, you know, taught and, and brought up with. But yeah, I guess that's one key kind of factor. But it is crazy that you're also the first guest that like actually was brought up or like partook in a specific like in, a, in Christianity, let's say, because yeah. like it, it, Toby's technically I mean, your your family's Quaker or just like no, no, no. no? My my mum was brought up Quaker. Was brought up and Quaker. Would, would identify with that, but no, we're not like a religious you. Family. So you're definitely you're just like a not you're like an atheist family. I'm assuming. Like, I don't know because I mean I'm an atheist. My uh, and the people you know. M- my dad definitely is. I don't know where my brother sits on it. Like we weren't religion was not. You were brought up without the, less brought, uh, into the mix, but I wouldn't so, call it an atheist. It was just it was actually it was quite an agnostic upbringing. It was really yeah, a, agnostic. A, a, okay. It was a, it was an upbringing with an absence of um, yeah any religious well, to be fair, or non-religious talk. 
like, for example, I'm agnostic. My dad's agnostic. I, everybody except like my, my mom is agnostic in my family, but we really do partake in a lot in every almost sure. every Jewish thing, and we think about Judaism all the time. So, like, there's a difference between like agnostic. Like, so, so this is technically an agnostic family if you think about it. We don't. We're not like doing everything and thinking about God when we're doing it, because mm. that's also different. Because like Judaism also is like more of like a culture, too, um, than just a religion. Yeah. But um, but like for example, you. Like you're an atheistic family. There's no theism. Yes, in, the, in, that, the in that sense, it, it wasn't that we all kind of uh, went around reaffirming every day that we do not believe. Yes, just checking in. We still, you know, it, there was, <laughs> it was atheistic in that there was, a, that you know, you know, there was no a, at the beginning there was no theism. The theism discussions were, you know, they were had in passing, but in no more of a way than you would have like a dinner time conversation about like other philosophical matters, and you would just kind of like, well, there are lots of different opinions out there in the world, and this is what yeah. some people believe. This is what some people believe. You will come to decide what you believe, and then that was very much it. Maybe one time we'll have like a guest who actually like grew up in like a very religious uh, Christian family like like Loxon perhaps like Loxon has a lot of stories I think oh. uh, about that because um, like literally every guest that we have I'm even I think Zach is a good transition <laughs> like Zach, just like a normal religious <laughs> family I guess um, uh, like Loxon apparently had like a very like interesting extreme upbringing um, watches like his uh, draw my life or whatever <laughs> oh yeah I remember uh, it's that very, it's very it, it's entertaining um, and yeah like because apparently not apparently but like, it just seems like yeah in England it's definitely less religious than when you than when you just said that you think about J- Judaism um every other day that sounds like whoa you're thinking about it so much like that's like I you know it what literally I mean? means really? hey so Friday Friday is when we have kiddush which is uh the the meal or blessing that brings in the Sabbath okay. Shabbat okay sure. so you you have a family meal you do the blessings then you eat right and so it's let's say every like Wednesday or Thursday I'm like hey what are we having for Kiddush what are we eating what are we eating <laughs> it's not like hey let's think about God it's more like hey sure. what are we doing what are we eating for this meal or this holiday's coming up what are we can do that we're during that holiday or sure. it's, it has it is literally never about God no so that's why it's different like I'm not gonna say that we are yeah I'd say the difference between a religious Jew and just like a secular Jew the difference between a religious and secular uh, Jew is really just um, if you actually think about God, I would say <laughs> okay. uh, it has nothing to do with what you actually do. Because sure. like, I'm doing, I'm practicing, I'm, I'm partaking in the same holidays as an actual religious Jew, but I'm not doing it because I'm fearing God or whatever. Sure. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah. So I don't know what that equivalent is in uh, Christianity. Because like, I don't know anybody who goes to church on their like own free will, but doesn't believe in God. In like Christianity, hmm. um, while. I could go to I can go to shul or synagogue. There definitely or are people. The temple de- and I mean, not I mean, there, in there, God. there definitely are people who go for the sense of community on a Sunday that it provides and that kind of thing. I That's don't think. True. Yeah, um, it and, makes sense. and in fact, I would argue that while a lot of people um, say, you know, yeah, I believe in God, they would they would go, but they are there more for the social aspect than they are necessarily for the connection to a divine yeah. power. Like, I, I think that's a big part for people is like the sense of community and the sense of togetherness that you can get from, from yeah. you know, going to these spaces. Yeah, that's why like religion could be a, good, a very good thing in anybody's family. It's mm. just all about how extreme you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, that... My, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like, so for me, I usually have a moment where like, I think of God every day. I at least have to have like, well, I don't, I'm not really strict with it, but I try, you know, at least to have a moment of prayer in the morning where like, I, I thank God for the day. Thank God for what I have. And like, you know, just help me have a good day. Help me make it through the day and stuff like that. That's usually what I do like in my day to day. And then I have like uh Sunday service and stuff like that. So what what would you Got consider it. like that? Because no, that's I, religious. That's religious. You would say, yeah, <laughs> in cause Judaism. I'm, yeah. Cause I'm, cause I, I guess there are obviously people who are, I guess you could say more religious than I am who like, you know, they read the Bible all the time, you know, but I feel like I'm someone who's just, you know, I'm just doing my part, trying to do my thing. And, you know, everyone's uh, I see it as everyone's relationship with God is like is different. You know what I mean? Um, and which. Yeah. No, go ahead. Which, no, it's just like even crazier because in Judaism, there's even like a step above religious, which is orthodox. <laughs> That's okay. when like you're actually in a community that everybody's religious and everything you do is about religion other than going to work. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a case of like. Your See, your uh, experience is your experience, so you're never you're never gonna be like, oh, I do it too much or I do it too little. You always think you're doing it the exact same. Relative to me, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot of um sort of mental energy given to to a dedication of God, right? Um, but to you, it's gonna be a normal amount, and to someone who does it more than you, it's gonna be like, oh, that's nowhere near enough. Like, and so yeah, it, it's all just relative, I suppose. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, like 100%. what what you said, Ron. Uh, about orthodox i feel like the way you define that that's kind of how like i guess i would see someone like as religious like where they like you know they they, they, they think yeah. of god 24 7 and everything has to be about him and i feel like to some degree i guess it like depending depending on what you believe in that is a good thing but as humans you know we have other interests and other things as well it's like it, it's it's pretty difficult to try to commit yourself 100 percent. even as someone like i'll speak for myself i feel like i'm someone who can probably commit a whole lot more it's just you know i'm human and you know i'm not gonna be able to like truly be like that but you know do the best you can hmm. yeah I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, even maybe in our audience, to them, religious literally just means it's like superstitious, maybe. Like, it's just like, you, yeah, you'll think about God, that which is technically superstitious, now that I think of it. That is superstition. Technically. <laughs> like just even believing in God. Um, and, like, what's funny is that I am, I'm not superstitious. I don't believe in superstitions, but I do the, like, the things, that, like, maybe just because, like, my mother does it or, like, uh, people around me do it, like... Uh, like saying God forbid or something, but like the Hebrew version of that, or uh, or God willing, after you know hoping for something good, um, just out of like habit even, and routine, just of out like of habit, even though I don't up, believe in God. That. <clears throat> exactly. So I still do it, and that's I still like. For example, I I keep kosher technically, or like relatively kosher compared to let's say an compared to an Orthodox Jew, I a Jew I don't keep kosher, but compared to like a non-Jew, I keep kosher, and but not because I believe in God or anything. It's more just keeping you know keeping this culture alive, I guess, basically. Um, and yeah, so religious is the most vague thing in the world. And that's what's funny. That's why it's fun actually talking about it, because it's like seeing everybody's interpretation of religion is is interesting, honestly. So now we are in the third segment. We do definitely should talk about what's in the thumbnail. <laughs> we should. I'm, uh, but, I'm amazed that we've actually got this far through and not spoken about it, given that we're all massive Pokemon fans. We've managed to talk a lot about <laughs> culture, and we've spoken a lot about religion. And, and like, uh, honestly, if I've been a little quiet this episode, it's just because I've been absorbing and learning. Um, 
but it's been we're now going to jump to the new Pokemon trailer, which I do know a little bit more about. That is a little bit more my wheelhouse. That's your religion, um, Pokemon. We had a. That's my religion. Is <laughs> is Pokemon? Hey, when I go to church, it's for one reason only, and that is to spin a Pokestar. No, that's not true. I don't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, I don't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> that's um, a good one. But yeah, uh, we we had a new trailer this week, right? We had a new. Um, a new presents, and with it came a bunch of information about a bunch of different Pokemon, but specifically Scarlet and Violet. We finally got some new news, um, which was funny because in the upcoming episode that everyone will be listening to next week, we talk about how, like, oh, there's still not been news, but ignore us when we say that because there has been news. Our thirst has been quenched. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the the little Actually, red dog? Or pre, I think pre, no, pre, pre the trailer. Before the trailer, did you oh, know yeah. any of the leaks or anything? Uh, Did you get, I, no, I'd seen some I, bits. No, I stayed away from. Tr- I'm trying to stay away from the leaks as much as possible. Yeah, I am actively searching for them, which is annoying. Uh, I like Pokemon a lot, but also, um, but it, again, like all these leaks are really just descriptions of the Pokemon and like what's going on. I, I don't want any spoiler. I don't want any like story spoilers, any story leaks. I'm not looking at that. I don't want to see any visual stuff, um, which is, I think that's what most of the leaks have been. But it sucks because, like, I did know about, like, you know, the the legendaries that, you know, rideable legendaries, uh, although everybody speculated about that already. Yeah. I knew about the school aspect. I mean, again, like, everything, everything that people speculated about was basically correct. I just, it was confirmed to me pre-trailer. Um, so yeah. I wasn't, like, surprised. See, that's why I try to stay away from, like the leaks and stuff because it's like that element of surprise is almost gone like the moment you see like yeah. oh yep. Fido I heard the description oh the leaks are right like I think you even said it like in uh I watched your reaction video and you were like oh the leaks are right and it was like oh I feel like yeah. maybe you would have enjoyed it a bit more if you didn't know anything I don't know it, it all depends because like I've been there too where like I remember Sword and Shield I was like looking I was trying to avoid leaks but then I saw the the mid starter evolution spoiled in a thumbnail and after i saw that it was mm. like i just went down this rabbit hole where i saw every sword and shield pokemon but i'm trying to stay relatively fresh for like that fresh experience you know like not knowing anything because once you know and i hear apparently like a lot of the game is out there already unfortunately like so at least yeah, like definitely. leaked so it's like once you know all of that stuff what is there really to look forward to except for wait for the games to come out and i don't i don't yeah. know yeah literally well, uh- Okay, we did talk about this in, in the next podcast. Um, but it's mostly... I do really play nowadays for just, like, exploring the region. I'm a big fan of the region itself um, a lot of times, which is definitely you can't leak You can't leak the region. I mean, the map technically is out now, and I've been looking at the map for <laughs> a few hours, uh, which is annoying. Again, like, I, I just <laughs> really want to play this game already. Um, uh, but the, they literally leaking... They're leaking the map themselves. Uh, I don't know why they released the map already, and it's like really high quality. It's like eight thousand p or whatever. <laughs> but uh, nah, I'm not. I'm. I. I really. I'll slow down on looking at the leaks in the coming months because that's when the actual like visual leaks. Like we're gonna get like starter mm-hmm. evolutions. I don't want to see those. Um, I'm fine with finding out d- during the. Okay, ah. Most people actually, the one leak that they're okay with is the final evolutions of the starters. Uh, people want to know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. They, they don't want to the... pick the wrong starter by mistake. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, what, 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 which starter are you picking so far, Zach? I'm leaning towards Fue Coco right now. Yep. Okay. Just a few choices. Okay. Yeah, best best one. 
it's actually my least I like them all but it is my least favorite Fred oh Coco. no um, <laughs> I'm a spr- sprig guy sprigatito oh man nice. um, but but Quaxley's been going on me a lot I really like the personality and the colors I like the color scheme of all three Pokemon um but how about the new Pokemon? Let's. Uh, There's a dog. dog. There's a dog, and it. I. I He's beautiful. It's the, taste, it's the tastiest looking Pokemon I've ever seen. It, it's my favorite like food. I would Pokemon. eat. I would genuinely eat that Pokemon. Like, <laughs> I feel terrible because it's so cute. But I think I would hunt and eat Fido's. Wait, but here's the thing. He's dough, so he's not really cooked. Like he's kind of raw when you yeah, think about it. He will would he be. taste good? He oh. will be. <laughs> Do you have you seen the like the great name uh, puns? It was on Twitter. Like several people great have tweeted the same one. So like, um, there's a Greek pastry called baklava. Um, yeah, baklava. Yeah. Which you can, which my favorite bark. So it could be baklava, bark-lava. or you could have a Doberman. Um, oh my or, god! No, another <laughs> one on Twitter. Evolution is Doberman. Oh my god! I will have a look on Twitter. There was one the other day that I I just saw it. I thought that stuff funniest thing i had to retweet it um <laughs> but yeah the, the 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 name puns are brilliant but i really like this i really like this pokemon i unexpectedly really like its chin if you look at its design the mouth is like way high up on its snout so it has a chin and usually that makes a pokemon look like look like a human basically whenever you add a chin to a pokemon but it works so it makes the it makes them look so goofy and funny and i actually appreciate it it, it should be a the purebred pokemon that's good yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fantastic pokemon honestly it's, yeah it's it's, a, it's immediately jumped into the hearts of everyone so i'm 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 all for it um we got the whooper would you make a whooper chocolate whooper oh my god i love him i love him so much he's great he's well designed with with like the skull and crossbones mm-hmm. the crossbones uh gills and the even like it's a the pattern, the Wi-Fi pattern is not like a vertebrae, vertebrae and ribs pattern, I think. Um, and so, yeah, it's really well designed. I, I do prefer blue over brown, I think. Um, and just almost, I'm also just a huge fan of Whooper. <laughs> so, uh, but it's still, ta- still, it's still like an eight, 10 out of 10 Pokemon. Cause it's still a Whooper. Um, and I'm glad they didn't really change much. Uh, but it's crazy that like we got three Pokemon, but one of them is Whooper yesterday. So we really just got like two new Pokemon yeah. revealed. Um, Here's the what, thing, yeah, though. Your, like, what if yeah. what if Wooper evolves into like a new Pokemon entirely, or Quagsire gets a new evolution? Because that's cool. possible. That'd be it's cool. That, it's literally the options. That's the two options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm Quagsire is fine. So like, but I think yeah, a new form or a new evolution would definitely I would probably enjoy it more than Quagsire even. So I'm definitely it's going to be a good time for me. <laughs> but uh, what about the Satitan? Uh, so I think that's the controversial one. I yeah, I'm, though, like, I'm not, I don't dislike it, but I don't, it's not like, oh, need to catch one of those. It's just, it's fine. It's good. It's cool. It caught me off at first. It looked a little weird because it was just really quick yeah. when it got shown off. But then when they went through the detail breakdown and then you see like the Sugimori art, I was like, oh, that actually looks pretty cool. It's a land wheel. All right. I, I, I vibe with it now. You know, it, that one took a bit more like growing for me, yeah. but like, I, I like, I like it now. It's fine. It's not my favorite, but it, it's fine. Yeah, I've always wanted a land whale, um, so I'm just happy that it exists. Also, just like the the design is very creative. I think it's like the way they implement like the mouth and the horns. It's very, it's very, it's cool. And the color scheme is also. I I've always wanted just like a pure silver Pokemon. Uh, at least in the last few generations, we haven't had that. It's very like Gen two thing to have like mm. Skarmory and Lugia. It's like an 
old style Pokemon kind of color scheme. So I'm fi- glad we finally have it. But it really did. When I saw it, I thought it looked like a Nokemon, like a randomly generated Pokemon. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, uh, I was gonna say they had to have known, but whenever people say like Game Freak had to have known, they don't know. They don't know. Like Gumshoes was not based on Trump. Uh, this was not based on a Nokemon. They don't know. They never know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a coincidence, guys. It's always a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Um, but yeah, I also like the names. Titans, like Cetacean Titan, perfect name. Uh, although it would be cool to have like a Titan Pokemon that is actually huge. Although, uh, are you guys aware that the Reggie's, like their official name is the Legendary Titans? Titans, yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Because I bet you 60% of our audience does not know that. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool I think that's really cool but like yeah nobody's calling them that <laughs> everybody's just the Reggies yeah all the legendary golems, golems a lot of people go for um, what do you guys they, think of the um, yeah. the, the, the crystalling the what's it called the terra terrastling terrastral terrastling terrastral something terra crystals I don't know I think there are terrastals the terra orbs yeah I never use the the gimmick of I never use I use Z move like once during like the Elite Four. Oh really? I Mega Evolution. It's like you have to have a Mega Pokemon on your yeah Pokemon that Mega Evolves. So it's like that's very, also rare to have on your team. I only had it like a Blastoise once, and again only used it probably in the Elite Four or yeah. It's like it's not a hard game X and Y. And then uh, Gigantamax, you can only use it in gym battles. And again, I think I only used it during the <laughs> tournament. So it's like I I'm not. It's not satisfying to use these gimmicks for me. And I'm actually happy now that the visual gimmick is probably going to be separate from the battle gimmick. So, for example, Gigantamax forms. I'm a huge fan of Gigantamax forms and Mega Evolution forms. You know, just the visually, those are really cool forms. But in order to use them, I have to use them in battle, which I don't really like using that much. Right. Um, but now, I think there's going to be a separate form. And I, this is just speculation, and I think everybody's already speculated, but like ancient and past forms is probably a thing, in my opinion. So it's like... I think that's going to be a separate like visual gimmick, like right. those kind of forms, or like just like regional forms. Yeah, those are new forms that I can actually use without having to use the gimmick. And if I want to use the gimmick, I can without having to use it just to seek out these cool forms that oh, I want yeah, to see cool, their yeah. forms. Um, so I'm actually glad about that, and it seems interesting, honestly, in battle. I don't more interesting than just Z moves. I don't like the opinion. crowns. I'll yeah, be honest, the crowns are goofy. I I really. Like that novelty has already worn off. Like if they had just done Pokemon <laughs> with crystal outer layers, I could have got behind True. that so quickly. I would have liked it way more. Like like it's wearing a magical crystal armor. I would have been like, oh, that's so sick. But then that and it looks good. It's rendered hats. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's rendered really well. They look gorgeous. But in the end, it's like it doesn't affect my gameplay though. So I don't really. I'm not gonna it's harp a- on it. But yeah, I don't like it. I'm kind as of much like as visually. I'm like indifferent. So um, I think the 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 way the gimmick works is cool like i like the idea of like you know you're getting a boost to like your your pokemon's typing or you could even change your pokemon's typing visually i'm like okay like i'm kind of like leaning towards toby a little bit where i feel like the crown stuff i feel like it's a little bit too much even if they like they shrunk it down a little bit mm-hmm. i think it would look fine like if you see the official art you see like the one with eevee it has this big giant jewel the same like even bigger than its yeah. body and that looks a little ridiculous yeah. if you just made it a little smaller I feel like that would have made it better, but I think it's also just, you know, like a visual thing. So, you know, okay, this Pokemon is this type now. Because if it was just like a crystal shell on top of them and like a slight glow, it might be hard for some people to differentiate like psychic type with like fairy type. They're both like pinkish purpley. It's like, so I guess that's the reason why it's like so big and stuff. But eh, 
It's fine. And I bet once, if the gimmick actually is fun in battle, people are going to find these crowns endearing, like, in a year or two. Probably. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, like, it looks funny. Um, it's really just up to the gimmick. We'll see how it affects the meta. Um, I mean, for example, Wolfie is excited for it. I think he likes it. Um, and, I mean, he's... People are always excited for any gimmick. It's just when you implement it, that's what, that's the true test. But I feel like the one criticism that I heard for competitive is that, especially now that some Pokemon, you they can terrestrialize into multiple types. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just, like, it'll be cool if it's just one type. Like, you can, like, every Pokemon, like, let's say Gardevoir can only terrestrialize as water type. If it, like psychic or water or like yeah. you know, like whatever secondary type makes sense for them would be cool but water like we saw it terrestrialize into water in, in the yeah. trailer and that doesn't make sense and so that, Eevee that probably has means water that can, and grass yeah Eevee makes sense to have multiple that's different Pikachu and Eevee they're gonna have multiple any yeah. gimmick Pokemon's gonna have multiple but like Drifflim had fire in the trailer that makes sense it's so I hope it's just fire I hope it's just fire that's and what if it's I just hope one, for but it feels to me that the suggestion is that actually it's gonna be each Pokemon has access to the 18 types. Some will be more common, some will be rarer. Yeah. I While that's cool, and it'll be fun for, like, collecting and, like, to try to use whatever type you want to use, I probably exactly. in the meta it's just going to be unfair. It's hectic, like, doesn't it? Um, we'll find out. I mean, sh- yeah, we'll find out. I'm not going to speak about it until we find out, <laughs> I guess. I got a... Do you want to sneak peek? Because I got a video coming out tomorrow, probably around the same time as this podcast. Do you want a, a sneak peek to a, a theory I've come up with through the no not really okay well that's fair then so <laughs> <Exactly>. on. <laughs> uh no what, what, do you, what do you want to say all right so you po- post generation four where you have arceus and all the other deities gen five you've got the curum and it's broken down into the different you know we, we never see a complete it but that's the original dragon and potentially responsible for all dragon energy in the pokemon world which we know used to be crystallized because reggie drago has pokedex entries about this then the next generation you get zygarde which is a has a perfect form. It's a dragon type. It has the energy of Xerneas and Yveltal in it. You see it's got that ro- those rock-like cores, and that's the energy that ties into Infinity Energy for Mega Evolution. The next yep. generation, you get Necrozma, which has a perfect form, the Ultra Necrozma, that channels energy through it. It's a space dragon, and it channels energy through it, which you use for the Z-moves. Then the next generation, you've got Eternatus, which has is another dragon, and it's got like a perfect form that is the hand, and its uh, body becomes the Wishing Stars, which channels the energy for Gigantamax energy. And there's this thing for Arceus, right, where the name, the word Arceus comes from a, a term in alchemy called the Arceus, spelt with a C-H, and there are four ethers that make up the Arceus. There is um, life, which is uh, would be Zygarde because it wields the life energy of Pokemon in Infinity Energy. There's Light, which is Necrozma. There's Chemical, which would be Eternatus because it's Poison type. And then the last one's called Reflective. And we've now got this crystal gimmick and okay. each of the crowns... Okay. Oh, there you go. You're like, oh, where's he going with this? Each of the crowns <laughs> have the little evil face in the... They've got the two angry eyes Yeah, what's the up with that? It's because these are... Part, rock-like part of the body of what I assume will be the third legendary, a dragon, probably, probably from space, that has some perfect mega form that is like, uh, just like, you know, Ultra Necrozma, Perfect Zygarde, G-Max, Eternatus. So there you go. Got it wow, figured all awesome. out already. 
those are the four parts of Arceus. And then that makes sense to me, because I've been saying for the longest time that eventually Mega Evolution will come back, Gigantamax forms will come, they'll all get consolidated into the same feature. And I think what we're going to get with Gen 10 is, I think we're going to get like the, all four of those ideas, the crystal. So a Pokemon with that's bigger than usual, has a new form, has a crystal structure around it, and its moves are boosted. That is, in my mind, going to be the thing in Gen 10. They're going to combine them all together. And a Pokemon will be like its ultimate form or its Arceus form or something. Pokemon theorists are always like predicting that things are gonna things are gonna come together. <laughs> they never do, especially in Pokemon. Um, I like everything. That was actually really cool theory. I just don't believe in the everything coming together. Well, you mark my words. <laughs> episode sixteen. I'll see you in four years, and we'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, now I'm a hu- I'm really into like character designs, uh, but. So I was really into like the all the characters that were revealed in the trailer. Like we got we were revealed to like ten of them and only like one of them like three of them were named. What about you guys? Were you very excited about the characters or they're just characters to you? Yeah, they characters. look really cool to me. Yeah? Yeah. Who do like, you like? I love the way they like. So uh I really, really like what's his name? Arvin. He looks pretty cool. Uh yeah, Arvin's cool. Grusha looks cool, who I found out was Grusha actually is a one man. of the coolest designs. He is yeah. a, a very beautiful man. Um, very pretty and even like they don't really have them on the website but it's like there was like the other gym leaders I think there was this one dude who had like a like a mustache and he had like a yeah, twirly hair like, he looks really really awesome like oh my god I love yeah. that I love that design I don't know I, I can't wait did to see what they have to offer did anyone else think he looked like Drayden or not because I thought well, so, that's, that's what, what I, I thought say. and then I tweeted out about it because someone did a picture did some fan art of the two of them together and I was like cool I'm not the only one that recognized that they both have enormous biceps and they look cool, kind of yeah. the same but th- other people in the comments were like you are stretching that one Toby <laughs> Zach have you watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist yet I, or Brotherhood I have not okay so watch that <laughs> I, I was gonna, it's on the there's list a, there's a meme that's going around from Brotherhood related to Drayden and uh and that guy, we don't know his name. Um, but yeah, I again, they're just hitting out, out of the park with these uh, designs again. I got, I thought Gen 8 has the be- had the best uh, character designs. They're, you know, uh, maybe a step up. Um, not like, like, I really still like the art style of, I think Gen, I think Sword and Shield had the best, like, art style in terms of rendering the characters in game. Um, but I still like the art style of Galar, uh, of, of, uh, Paldea, 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 Paldea. Um, so I'm, I'm, and I was a big fan of like the characters in Pokemon Snap too. So when people are complaining about like them looking like Pokemon Snap, I'm actually cool with it. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm really cool with it. Um, it's like different for like the protagonist. That's when I get it. But for the other characters, I'm totally fine with it. Um, uh, yeah, I think all the characters were really cool, and I'm also excited just for the. I actually am a fan of the whole like going to school aspect because it makes it feel more like an anime to me, and I'm a, I just like feeling like feeling like I'm in an anime, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> uh, are, now, Zach, do you think this will translate into the anime? Because we already technically had in you know the Gen Seven anime, he was in school Ash, and then now he's journeying, he's journeying in journeys. <laughs> so like so like, but that's basically school and journeying is what this new generation is about. Do you think they're going to combine it or come up with something completely different in the Gen 9 anime? First of all, 
Can I just say that was a really clean transition? Because <laughs> you were like, was feels it? like we're in an anime. Speaking of the anime, why do you think this feels <laughs> like, like, wow, that was, that was smooth as heck. Um, so it's interesting because like with journeys, the way they've been handling it, it's like, it's the 25th anniversary anime. So they use this opportunity to like revisit every region, bring back older characters and stuff like that. Like literally have every gen in one, which is, it, yeah. it's cool. It has its ups and downs. I feel like personally for me, I would like them to go to a more traditional type of series where like yeah. they like, you know, just Ash and his companions traveling the new region because Galar got kind of shafted in Gen A hasn't really been shown off too much, unfortunately. Yeah, and it sucks. It, a lot of people also like have been talking about like maybe this is Ash's like final series because he's battling the strongest trainers in the world and yeah. whatnot. And that's a whole debate for another time. But like, I think what's really cool about this, uh, this game is that like it has so many different things to offer that I feel like they can do a lot of different storylines because the whole thing about they, they said is like there's three different stories you can do, like not just the gym challenge. Like the gym challenge is just one story True. of three. And I think mm. that's really cool where they could have Ash do like one storyline and then like have other companions do like maybe the other stuff. If they're tired of seeing Ash do gyms all the time and be like, he's too strong to do gyms. He could do like the treasure hunt or he can do something else. I feel like with with the way Scarlet and Violet is set up with like so much content that it seems like this game has to offer like i can see them just really taking what was what's going to be in the games and just translating it into the anime not going anything too different because there's already so many possibilities within the game and generation itself it's like let's work mm. with this i feel like like i do think that ash will be going back to school somehow <laughs> i think he he's actually to. gonna wear a uniform he has which to is know. crazy because he's, he's he's not like a world champ i mean he was already yeah like he's not like a world champion <laughs> basically uh not world champion but like a champion of the world champion within his world yeah you know what I mean. one of the strongest <laughs> trainers in the world I, one of the strongest trainers ever apparently it, um gone so so it's gonna be weird for him to go back to school, but also I think maybe he'll be like an upperclassman or something like that. I think he, regardless, I think he's gonna actually wear the uniform this time. Yeah. That's gonna be part of his design. <laughs> That'll be really cool. Um, I don't really like the uniform outfits, at least on the main character. Every other character in this game looks great, minus the main characters for some e- reason. Exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> um, but I mean, what's cool, what's crazy is that customization-wise, you are gonna have to be wearing the uniform the whole time. Uh, or just variations of the uniform and what's cool is that you actually are able to like change your eye shape and like lip shape and stuff like that but you can't change your clothes to anything outside of the school uniform um, it'll be very interesting I want to see the reception to that um, so I so I, th- I think the anime is going to have like the biggest cast in my opinion like the Gen 9 anime there's going to be so many rivals from the school that, that are going to try to like so many different characters, just like in, like a school anime, yeah. it's gonna be fun in my opinion. Hopefully, if they do that, because I can't see a different. I can't. They can't be just journeying again. They can't. They're gonna do the gym. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't like to predict uh, things with the anime because they always throw a cur- curveball. Yeah. Like ever since Sun and Moon, they throw a curveball, and it's kind of funny because I feel like. I've been thinking this. The Sun and Moon anime was kind of ahead of its time because the big controversy is like, why is Ash in school and stuff like that? But I feel like literally like what you described, what you want to see from like this new Scarlet and Violet anime is like what they literally did in Sun and Moon. They put Ash in school. They had a big cast. So it's like... It sucks. It doesn't suck. It's pretty good. It sucks that they did it already when they could have been doing it now. Ah, true. Um, and we, but maybe we they could have do like it a- better. Since they already had a whole generation yeah. where they tested it out. And I feel like that final season finish very strong where they can already like they already you, you know they they got their foot in the door and they were kind of kind of tested everything out like that usually happens with like every like anime or even tv show in general it's just like the first season is always like 
you know, trying to figure out what, how the characters act and stuff yeah. like that. And then usually by season two or three, things really pick up. So I feel like since they already tested that with Sun and Moon, if they just started out with the same okay. mentality of they did in season three in the beginning of this series, I feel like it'll be really cool. And especially with all the characters they have to offer and it should be fun. Okay, I think I have a fun prediction. I think Ash is going to go back to the school and gonna be is going to be like a leader of like a, of like a, a group of like hunters of like treasure hunters like there's gonna be multiple groups like like a guild like there's multiple groups that are gonna set out to do this treasure hunt ash is gonna be the leader of this like small like three four person group because it would because he really is like a champion <laughs> so it's like it's gonna be awkward if he's just one of the students um that's true but a leader of a, like a group well, they, they've said that bad. they said that there's three stories right there's as far as we know there's the the gym challenge there would seem to be some kind of racing i mean it looks like there's race courses all over the map so i'm guessing races and then mm-hmm. um some kind of treasure hunt right and i think obviously if i don't know if they they'll keep go as the companion i mean the the player character design in this game is so bland that i could actually see them doing ash and go and continuing with that um but whoever ash's companion is you know one will do one, one will do another, one will do the other. And I, I, even if Ash took on a more mentor role and did, like, the racing, it would still, you know, it's still, like, a really cool <laughs> thing to watch, I, like Ash racing around on a Maridon or whatever. I think, yeah, he's going to dabble in all three, but each person in his group is going to probably going to focus on one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, I, I think... I, it, oh, go on. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, this is actually, like, kind of a tangent. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like if they don't write out Ash at the end of this 25th uh, Journeys series, that they, they're never going to do it. They, like, there's, they've yeah, had him complete yeah. a league. They got him up past the Johto hurdle. You know, we saw huge character development stuff throughout X and Y. And, you know, every time everyone's like, oh, it's going to end, it's going to end, it's going to end. If this isn't the end for Ash Ketchup, if we're still watching Ash Ketchup on screen in six months, he's never going anywhere. He will be here for 100 Watch. years. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's funny, though, because it's like there have been so many opportunities where they could have just, you know, just end off his story. Literally every season, I guess mine is black and white. You could have probably just ended it. But like, I feel like he's just so marketable, like kind of like Pikachu, you know, like I like yeah, it, Pikachu, Pikachu and, and, and Ash are like Gen they're 10. they're almost the face of Gen 10. Hey, Gen 10, yeah, Gen right. X. Like, I don't know. It's just like mm. when you ever get this moment where like you see like a Pokemon fan or something and they see like a picture of red and like they're like, that's Ash. Like you ever yeah. seen someone do that? It's it's like Ash has become so like ingrained to the Pokemon like franchise. Obviously, he's not as big as Pikachu, but it's like he's a pretty big character. I feel like it's kind of hard to try to get rid of him. So yeah. that's probably why they haven't done it. Yeah, I the biggest like not regret, but the g- biggest missed opportunity for me in Pokemon was not having Hilda as his traveling companion. I think having two Ashes, like another like rival for him in his like uh, as one of his companions, would have been the coolest thing. His dynamic with like someone who's like headstrong and like wants to battle like yeah. potentially Hilda would have been so fun, and the, the shippers would have gone crazy too. But like, oh, that would have been so that would have been cool. Like, hmm. maybe they will do that with like Nimona because Nimona seems like that's okay. So she'll fit into Nimona may be the next step, but Nimona seems like you know an upperclassman, and like it's crazy that both like all three of our rivals, maybe Penny not, but like all three of our rivals seem like they're upperclassmen and like older teenagers, um, which is interesting. Uh, but you know they always age down the characters anyways in the anime. But like Nimona still seems older than the protagonist, so it's gonna be weird if. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe she's definitely going to appear in the show and I feel like she's going to be a rival. Um, but we've said that about like every rival for the last three years, like last two generations or 
even three generations um or four generations okay we never ash's rival is never the arrival from the game <laughs> other than in black and uh, in, in, in a blue uh, yeah blue yeah blue slash but, um, gary but uh yeah i feel like i want, I want to have them I, I feel like what would be really cool is like because a lot of people feel like and I, I agree to this to some extent as well it's like ash is right now taking on the strongest trainers in the whole world and even if he beats Leon or not or whatever, it's, he's still like the second strongest trainer in the world. Like he's going to be fighting Cynthia, probably beating her in September. So it's like you can't really throw him in a school setting setting and make him do gyms again because it's like, why is he doing something so simple now? I feel like something cool would be to yeah, have like a of character. Of course you like, can. Of course you can. They did how? it for black and white. They I literally mean, did it from the beginning of Black and White. They did the exact same thing. They're like, oh, it's kind of a soft reboot. Why is his Pikachu losing to a level five Snivy? They did the exact oh, same thing. But of the difference they could there, do that again. The difference there really is that, like... The other generations. Yeah. But, like, the difference there is that Ash didn't actually win a Pokemon League yet. So that was, like, exactly. the so thing. So what? He beat a Darkrai in battle, and now he's, like, losing to stuff. I he, just, beat, he never got uh, the trophy, man. In every generation. He never got the trophy. I, I don't think it makes a difference. You know, I mean, he won I the Orange Island trophy, and he's still, like... He's still getting played <laughs> by everyone. I no, I think Pokemon Ash will be forever a beginning trainer. Like at the beginning of each journey, I they, the the continuity, the way that they treat continuity is like this. Um, I, I guess the way I describe it would be like it, it's not hard and fast rule. It's kind of flexible in that the events happened, the story did happen, but the any tangible experience, experience from those there are like cutoff points where it's like and forgotten and forgotten so i'd say gens honestly one through four are pretty consistent and then it's like gen, gen five, five into six is like yeah. pretty consistent and then gen seven is questionable maybe gen it is, maybe it isn't sense. i don't know and then no gen yeah. eight continues like the shift from ash's personality from gen's well, I, there's multiple shifts. It, it, personality is the biggest shift for me, not just experience. But Ash really did act like a older teen, like older. He acted a bit older in Generation Three, for example, especially with May next to him. Um, like, but then in Generation Five, he's back to like a kid, I think. But then Generation Six, he's like old. He feels a little older. He's more mature. But then Generation Seven, he's back to like mm. acting like a kid, and that is consistent through Generation Seven, I think. Uh, generation Eight. Um, so that's what pisses me off more, honestly, is like personality, not like his experience, uh, battling experience. Yeah, uh, they really have toned him down more, especially as of late, like just make him more like an actual 10 year old kid, which I get it. You know, you're trying to market to kids because the anime is just Pokemon for kids. At the end of the day, it's a kid's anime, but it's like there's yeah. no real consistency because I feel like what they've been trying to do ever since Gen 5 is like it's good in some ways and it's bad in other ways it's a double-edged sword where they try to make each series kind of feel like its own self-contained story in mm -hmm. ash's journey so for example if you watch x and y you don't have to watch sun and moon there's no real connection <laughs> there like they feel almost different to some way so it's like you can just watch x y enjoy it. you don't have to feel obligated to watch the continuation of ash's journey that's kind of how i interpreted like the mm -hmm. interpretation you might not like it you might like it but it's just like hey at least you have this part of the anime where you can enjoy and maybe some people like Sun and, I mean, I, I'm someone who enjoys Sun and Moon and XY, but, like, maybe you like Slice of Life anime and you like the Slice of Life approach that they took to Pokemon in, like, Sun and Moon as opposed to, like, Shonen, Battle Heavy, and XY. You know, at the end of the day, we all like different things and watch different types of media, so I feel like that's kind of their way of, you know, giving us different types of Pokemon to enjoy. True. I like Slice of Life when it's not children. <laughs> that's the problem. Like, like... 
when it's slice of life, let's say in in, uh, in I forgot the name of the of this Gen Seven anime, but the Alola stuff. A lot of it is just you know them doing things that like are very low stakes or just like there's no. It's just them doing kid stuff, or but like if they're doing things that you know relationship stuff like in slice of life anime or like or will they won't I don't know, they like, will they won't they test <laughs> you know which college they're gonna go to or even just adult slice slice of life like you know office and work stuff yeah there's stakes to that so it feels like there's drama. I guess drama is what makes Slice of Life more interesting. There's that's barely any point. drama in Slice of Life Pokemon. Um, but, for example, that's... So, Pokemon, it's hilarious. I'm a huge... I'm a big anime fan, at least relative to Toby. I don't know. Like, Zach, do you watch other anime? I am an enjoyer of anime. So, it's funny because I used to just watch, like, Pokemon and, like, Dragon Ball. But, like, you know, I've been, I've had interest in other anime, and it's actually recently, like, the past, like, year or so, where I've really been trying to dip my toes into anime. Like, I watched all of Naruto, I'm, I'm currently watching Bleach, oh. so now I'm trying to really get into anime stuff, because it's cool, I just never had the time for it growing up. Yeah, so, I mean, same thing, I didn't watch anime until I until college. Um, I didn't even watch Dragon Ball Z, I, even though I knew it. Here's what's so funny, I am probably the person who knows the most about Dragon Ball without having watched it. <laughs> I can tell you how, I can tell you most of the arcs, what happens, like even specific things that happen like in the beginning of the arcs, in the middle of the arc and the end. I've never watched it though. <laughs> so like, I can tell you all, most of the characters, whatever. It's weird. But I never, but I never watched it and I didn't watch anime until college. I think technically the first anime I watched was Attack on Titan other than Pokemon. And then after that, now I'm a huge anime fan, but I don't watch the Pokemon anime. All I know is literally from because I'm in the community, so I know literally everything that happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, Zach gave me a really good list recently. We've been that we had a chat and we were talking about like a an abridged list of getting through all the getting through all the oh. episodes because there's like 1,200 episodes, and yeah, I'm like, the- give me 150, and uh, I've watched <laughs> through like. I decided to just skip the Kanto stuff because I'm like, I know it. I know it fine. Uh, and just skip straight to Johto. And I'm like halfway through Hoenn now. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. It's so much easier watching it in that kind of way. So I watched all of Kanto, not, uh, not a lot of Johto, all of Hoenn, half of Sinnoh. Although, again, where I left off, I know everything that happens in the second half of the Sinnoh stuff, in the mm. very famous stuff, happens. And then I didn't watch Black and White. I watched... 80% of X and Y because um, that was when I was already like in college with X and Y so and I started it like in the beginning of, in the end of high school I was watching with my brother we'd watch it every like Saturday but then slowly you know I became adult he became an adult we stopped <laughs> watching together and then because of that I stopped watching but I guess I know the ending of X and Y anime and then by then I didn't watch any episodes I've watched a few episodes of uh, the beginning of Journey and again, I still know everything that happens in Journey. Um, and it sucks because I don't watch it and I don't get the enjoyment of actually watching like these like champion battles, for example. But mm-hmm. especially since I, if I would watch it, I would watch it dubbed, but I already know what happens when it happens in Japan. Um, <laughs> and even if I really did want to watch it, I don't want to watch it in, in Japanese, uh, specifically Pokemon, because I know all the English moves and the English Pokemon names. And yeah, it's just like, yeah and the characters is just like it'll be I don't want to be the type of person who starts now calling all the characters <laughs> with their Japanese names uh, uh, like you I'm assuming watch the sub right yeah 
Um, is it well in this in the t- subtitles? They use the English uh, names for the moves. It depends. Like most of the time, it's the Japanese name, but it's like you get they they kind of slip through the cracks exactly. when it's like moves that are literally the same in English and Japanese. But there have been times where it's like, what the heck is that move? But it's a Japanese name. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, this is so it's confusing to you. The, uh, not really, because I like sometimes they say what the move is, and it's like that's a different name. But like when you see the animation, it's like, oh, you know that move. That's like Got that's uh, what is it? A night slashing, which is I think it's like crossroad kill and something like that. In in or is that? Or is that Aerial Ace? It's Crossroad. Oh, no, no. Uh, Great name. Aer- crossroad Kill. Aerial Ace is Sparrow Tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sparrow so Tail. Crossroad Kill. Swallow Tail. Swallow Tail. Crossroad Kill crossroad is, kill is, is Night, Night Slash. And a, a big example is like Thunderbolt is not Thunderbolt in Japanese. It's like uh, 100,000, uh, 100, no, 10,000 10, volts or something 10, like that. 000? So when, when you see the yeah. sub, it's like 10,000 volts, but you know it's Thunderbolt because you see Pikachu using it. But if you're not like yeah. well versed in Pokemon moves, you're going to be like, what move is that? What'd he use? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about like characters? Like, will you now start saying the characters like Japanese names, especially like the anime? Yeah, the original characters. They use all their Japanese, their Japanese name. <laughs> uh, but like in conversation, you use the Japanese names. Oh no! In conversation, I use the English name, and I even do it in my in my reviews and my videos. I just say it in in English because that's the one we we know of the most. You know, sometimes like in tweets it. and stuff, it's like I, I like to throw it in there. You know, just to kind of flex my knowledge of like the anime and Japanese names, but I don't do it like intentionally you know what i mean like what's the girl companion's name again in journeys chloe chloe so you say chloe yeah i say chloe oh, okay got it i mean uh, it's not a big deal but it's just like pokemon is the one where it's like the sub and dub is com- the most different, different compared to other anime um and in anime i, I don't i don't know if it's controversial to even ask but do you watch dubs uh or subs in when you're watching any other anime I mean, when I watch anime, I watch them in dub because it's much easier. It's just like, yeah. I, I'm not one of those people. It's like, I, it's easier for me. Like, you know, it's my native language. Yeah. I don't want to read. I want to enjoy it. You know, it's fine. But like for Pokemon is like the one exception because for one, the, the Japanese, um, the sub is way ahead of the dub. The dub is like yeah. behind and, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be behind, but also like, it's just so different. Like the music is completely different in the dub. And I feel like that kind of takes away some of the oh, experience. Yeah. Like the, the music in the dub sucks. So it, stupid. It, 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 it really like the Pokemon anime is a kid's anime at the end of the day, but it's still enjoyable. But I feel like the music they use in the dub makes it feel even more kiddish, like, like more childish. And it, it yeah. robs it of like the really hard hitting emotional moments, or even when battles are epic and they use like a cool insert song or like, and they just use a generic english dub music it's just that all the hype is gone which is unfortunate because i like i feel like the dub of journeys is probably the best dub the pokemon anime has ever been regardless of how you feel of like the voice acting changes but like aside from ash all the new voices oh. that they brought along like are really yeah, Zeno really robinson good. yeah like they have these really experienced They're, voice actors and it's unfortunate yeah all that, of them like, are very famous voice sucks. actors for all these characters for some reason like Jeremy Sh- lee and like Ray Chase and like these are very <laughs> like these are fa- famous anime vo- dubbers um, and vo- video game uh, so that's actually one of the reasons I did enjoy like watching the, the few ep- dub episodes I'm like oh these voice actors I'm a big voice actor fan whether it be anime or just cartoons in general um, and well that's also one of the reasons I watch dubs is just like I'm an animator so like I appreciate the animation I want to watch the animation I can't really <laughs> appreciate the animation as much if I'm looking at the subtitles um like the only the only anime that I watch subbed is uh, Boruto, <laughs> because oh, <no. laughs> I'm actually a big fan of the Naruto world, and I actually am still a big fan of Boruto. 
I mean, you get you really do get used to it. It's like the, the sub watchers are correct. You get used to it, and you just forget yeah. that you're watching a sub. But for example, like an anime like Pokemon or even Boruto, where it's a lot of it is just filler, you're not gonna wanna be pay attention the whole time. You wanna yeah. maybe have it in the background while you're eating or something. Not in the background, but like if I'm eating, I can't watch something subbed because um, I'm looking down sometimes at my plate. Um, so I can never eat when I'm watching Boruto and I would never be able to eat when I'm watching, you know, That's the Pokemon That's the funniest anime. thing. That literally happened to me because I remember last year when I started my, my Naruto watch and I breezed through all of Naruto and Shippuden because, you know, it's all dubbed in English. And Boruto yeah. as well, I was breezing through it until I got to the point where like they stopped dubbing it or they're not they're not caught up yet. Yeah. So once I started watching Boruto dubbed, it took me a longer time just because like I... Um. I have to read. If I'm not reading, I'm gonna miss something important, you know. So it's it, yeah. it's tough. That's why I watch. I I well, I've caught up with Boruto, but I when I was watching it, I would watch it while I'm at the gym. I just have it on the treadmill, and I'm like, all right, just <laughs> reading it. It's a nice exactly. way to keep my you mind off that. of like the exercise and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I I used to watch a lot of like uh, stand up comedy <laughs> at the gym <laughs> uh, uh, because again, you don't really have to pay attention too much to the the visuals or something and i'd be laughing while i'm working out hmm. <laughs> uh and it's it's very funny seeing the reactions and i still do because now I, now I listen to like comedy podcasts and stuff like that like um trash taste or super mega um while i'm working out and yeah i'm laughing while i'm <laughs> while i'm also like in pain uh <laughs> it's a very it's a very funny juxtaposition um toby's lucky he doesn't have to have he doesn't care about the the controversy, the controversy I, i'm much like earlier on in the podcast i'm just sitting and listening just you know vibing i could watch this in in dubbed uh though wait this yeah. is dubbed you are dubbing this i mean for me right now in this conversation <laughs> yes i watch um with attack on titan i just like i had to get caught up um so i ended up like halfway through the latest half of the season i was like i can't wait I'm just going to, and so me and uh, Dan, we both made the decision to just power through and we sat down and watched like, and I thought, you know what? This is going to mess me up. Like I'm familiar with the voice actors. We're now like, we're, you know, four and a half seasons in. It's going to be really jarring to switch to the subtitled. It literally wasn't. It was like super easy. We just swapped over and it was fine. Giving it (laughs) all of our attention anyway. Like this is the thing we wanted to watch and know what was going on. Yeah, I mean, dubs are getting better. They're still bad dubs, but dubs are getting better. They're not, this is not the beginning of, two. this is not like early 2000s. This is literally, I'd say a majority of your, of like l- mainstream anime have good dubs. Yeah. Um, and they're also simul dubs, so you don't have to wait forever for like yeah. the English dub. Like it's usually like a week yeah, or two yeah. behind or even same day sometimes. It depends. Yeah, it's funny that you waited for, like you, you were impatient for like Attack on Titan, which has like a pretty good simul dub. <laughs> Uh, it's um, about three episodes, I think. So, like, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were just like, now nah, we just want to know what's going to happen next. Let's just get on it uh, and watch it. And actually, interestingly enough, there's the the is it the OVAs, the spin-off episodes. Um, I was like, I watched the first one, and it was all in Japanese, and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to watch it when I have time to pay attention to it because I want to read the subtitles. And then by the time I got back to them all, they've all been dubbed now. So I was like, oh, Great, I just mm. watch them all. Nice. <laughs> you know, dubbed. Great, no problem. But um, yeah, not a huge it, anime person. And but certainly with the anime, with the Pokemon anime, I just follow whatever you're saying. To be honest, Zach on Twitter, uh, then I know uh. what's going on. <laughs> there's a there's a guy in the comments who's constantly telling Toby to since we were planning to watch Brotherhood, me and Toby, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. He keeps on saying, "No, watch the original Full Metal Alchemist first. 
And I just, I mean, this is me telling you right now. It's like, Toby is not an anime fan. He's not going to watch the Full Metal Alchemist, the, the original Full Metal Alchemist, and yeah, then watch not. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. He doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the, yeah. he's not as passionate about the, he doesn't watch, the, he doesn't if, watch if, it yet. So if, I watch, about it, yeah. if I watch Brotherhood with you and I'm like blown away, maybe then you, I'll you consider going back. Uh, but I probably won't. You, I'll probably just. You <laughs> won't because you're an, not an anime fan, but also the order would be to watch the original first because Brotherhood is better. It, like, by, you know, 99% of people sure. agree that. It's better, um, so it's going to be just a downgrade. Even though you'll enjoy it because you you're going to be in love with the characters by then. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's going to be weird for you. Um, I think this is the end. I think it is too. It's uh, been a good show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>